Helen Putusis Harris joins us now, vaccinologist with the University of Auckland. Helen, thank you very much for your time. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. So uh, this has obviously got a heated conversation underway here. Uh, we are both very much pro, rapidly pro-vaccination, but we're getting lots of texts from people that aren't. And I'm sure you've experienced this through the course of your career many times over. But it has come to a head once with... Once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> once or twice, exactly. It's a bit soul-destroying sometimes. So you've spent the large part of your life studying vaccines, Right. Right. So has there has this vaccination been rushed through? That is a big concern for people that we just don't know yet where it will end up if you get the vaccine. Has it been rushed? Uh, well, rushed kind of gives the connotation that you, you're a bit careless. So um, I don't think it's the right word. Speedy, speedy yes. It was... It was um, it was developed uh, incredibly quickly, but uh, you know we've been saying this for ages. It's not like any steps were actually missed. It means we kind of swept the barriers out of the way because we actually have a lot of barriers normally in place that make stuff like this really hard. Now, so people would say then the barriers though provide protection for people that are going to take the vaccine. The, the barriers stop mistakes being made. So the barriers that were pushed aside in order to speed this through has that compromised people's safety by taking the vaccine? No, because those weren't the sort. Those the, the, the barriers in place are things like uh, a, a, enough funding to to actually get things underway and to be able to recruit people fast enough and to be able, and actually having the disease itself um, around lots of it because you can't test a vaccine if you don't have much disease around because you won't be able to see if it works or not. So so there are things like that that um, were kind of no longer a problem. Lots of money was forthcoming and uh, also the regulatory processes. Um, instead of starting at the end of everything, they started right at the beginning as well. So by the time that the studies provided the data, they were well down the track. So all of these things, this is what could be possible um, mm. if we didn't sort of up, uh, you know, lack, lack of funding in the space and things like that. Science was there and ready. Right. Why the change in thinking regarding the second shot from three weeks to six now? Quite a few reasons. I mean, first of all, you, when we started, uh, when we first, um, you know, started using the vaccine, we had the data from the trials, which were all done um, using the three-week gap. Mm. And the reason they used a three-week gap because that's about the minimum that you can sort of leave between a first dose and a second dose. Mm. And the idea is we wanted to get as much protection into people as fast as possible. So that was demonstrated really, really effective, right? So we had about ninety-five percent of those people who got the vaccine were protected. Um, so now we've got loads more data from an experience and we know that um, leaving a longer gap um, is of no detriment to your immunity. So right. if you wanted to go like the UK and get a, a single dose away as fast as possible um, and then come in with a second dose, that's fine too. Right. So in other words, that if you the longer you wait, it makes no difference to the efficacy of, of the... Uh Vaccine, right? That's what you've said, eh? No, there's, there's no such thing as having to go back and start again. It's about a minimum gap, right. not a maximum gap. Okay, and it also ensures that more people have uh, at least one shot. And would one shot be sufficient if Delta arrived? No, um, it gives you a bit of protection. So, so you're you're much better off having one than none. Um, but really, you need that second dose to to have really good really good coverage. So, ultimately, it's about getting as many of us um, to dosed mm. 
mm. as we can, as quickly as we can. Why is it that, and some people are pointing this out in text, by the way, we're just putting these questions to you from our text. We're, we're Again, we're very much in favour of the vaccination process, but we're getting a lot of texts from those that are not. Why then are still people being inf- infected with Delta um, when they've had double vaccinations? I think the New South Wales outbreak was a guy, no it wasn't, it was the pilot of the ship in Tauranga that was double vaccinated and he still passed it on. So how does that happen? Um, because, well, no vaccine's 100%, and the vaccine is um, much better at protecting you from getting really, really sick or dying than it is from you actually picking up the virus and carrying it for a while. So you might pick it up, carry it, not get sick at all, or maybe get a sniffle. In that time, you can perhaps pass it on. And although you're going to pass on less than somebody who hasn't been vaccinated, there are some people who have been vaccinated that will still do this. So it's not 100%. There was a professor... difference, though. Right. There was... One of our callers alluded to a story in the Dom Post, I think, uh, from a professor who's saying there's no point testing now. The horse is sort of bolted. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Testing... Sorry, testing Testing for, for COVID. What? For COVID now. Here? Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. You have to keep, I mean, you have to keep testing. Um, mm. If you don't test, you don't, you, you can't so, find it. No. You don't know where it is. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And one quick thing from you, uh, in regards to the contagion of Delta, is it that, well, first of all, how do you test for Delta? Do you test differently from the other strains? No, no, no. It's just that, that um, uh, each, each, I guess, variant has um, some subtle changes in its in its genetics, and and when you when you test, you're able to um, to detect those subtle differences um, and see if it's Delta or not. So so that's a slightly more um, sophisticated test than just telling you whether you're positive or negative. Right, and Delta, in your view, much more contagious, obviously, than the previous strains. That's where all the concerns stemming, right? Yeah, that's right. It is. It is. Um, it's certainly next level in terms of how easily it spreads. That's that's really our problem. Helen, thank you very much for your time. Greatly appreciated. You're welcome. (laughs) Helen Petousas-Harris, vaccinologist with the University of Auckland, News Talk ZB.